podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hey, this is Mike with the FinFans Podcast. Each week we come to you, we bring you our opinions on what's going on within the Dolphins organization. Uh, we uh, shoot straight, we, we don't BS anyone, and uh, here we go. Hey everyone, it's another podcast. Uh, Louis Argoni is here with me today. Hey Louis. Hey Mike, hey Dolphins. Hope everybody is well enjoying the summer. Here in Florida, the summer is uh, been it wet. Con- it consists <laughs> wet and ninety degrees every day. So everybody that wants to come to Florida, that's what the summer is all about. Plain and simple, rain every day, that and dodging hurricanes, which is basically how we spent the past few days. Right. Then you throw hurricane season in on top of that. So Florida is not everything people think it is. Well, it's it's beautiful in January. <laughs> it's beautiful in January. November's nice. December is yep. pretty nice. Yep. The summers are hot, humid, wet, and you have to watch the news every day. Okay. All <laughs> so, right. So that's that. That's 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 our status report on Florida. We thought today we talk about uh, some decisions that Dolphins are going to have to make at the end of this season because there is a boatload of players who are going to be free agents. Okay. Uh, I mean, over 30 players. Now, all these players probably won't be on the roster because some of them will be cut, you know, this training camp. But uh, regardless of that fact, we'll, we'll go through the list and uh, uh, talk about the players that we think, you know, should be a priority to resign. Mm-hmm. And to top the list is is probably the guy who who has the most questions, but also seems to be the one of the players that uh, I think you and I will agree that the team should consider uh, signing to a longer term contract, and that's Will Fuller. Right. Yeah. Will Will Fuller. I mean, you know, he's got so much talent. Um, he's going into his prime. He's twenty eight years old. Um, so he. It doesn't sound like an old age, but for receivers, it could be. You know, you would expect him to be going into his prime. You know, we should be able to get three or four solid years out of him. So, yes, um, I think, you know, as long as he stays healthy and uh, doesn't have any more suspension issues, um, you know, you look at the list of guys and you look at the importance of players on this football team and you throw in the fact that, it's not only Fuller, there's three or four other receivers that become free agents at the end of this year. There's a, you know, there's a priority there in regard to this position and this football player and getting him re-signed. Well, if he's the guy they think he is, I, I have to think it would be a priority. The next guy on the list is Emmanuel Ogba. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about him? Uh, well, I mean, he he was if he has a season like he did last year, we'll be extremely happy, wouldn't we? Um, you know, we got a lot of value out of him in the contract that he signed. Uh, returning, you know, again, this is a guy that's 29. So at the end of the year, it'll probably be, you know, the age of 30. You know, defensive ends, mm, you know, uh, we we have to go back and forth with that. We got to see what he brings to the table because I we're not. I think so, too. He did tail off at the end of last year. And, 
you know, that, that could have been because of the players around him. But regardless of that fact, he did tail off. So we'll, we'll have to see what he brings as, as the season goes on this year. Yeah, he, you know, he was probably getting a lot more attention after he was putting Definitely. a lot of pressure on the quarterbacks Definitely. early in the season. And, you know, if you look at them as a whole, you know, they they didn't really have great pass rushes across the defensive line. I mean, nobody else over the course of last season really stepped up in regard to our defensive line. You know, you didn't see a lot of pressure from the inside. I mean, you you know, they, they had pressure from time to time, but there were games where the, the, the pressure on the quarterback, it was just non-existent. So it's a situation where we don't have a lot of depth there. Um, we did draft a first-round pick. You know, we got a first-round pick defensive end there, edge player. Jalen Phillips. Jalen Phillips. And with that being said, you know, next year they may have to draft another one. Uh huh. Yeah. So they they've got a decision to make in regard to Ogba at the end of the year. If he in fact does have a season like he did last season, then you know you you have to think about bringing him back because he was very solid last year. And um, you know, if not, then you have to basically go after another edge defensive end type player in the draft again because uh, we just don't have a lot of depth and. Um, you know, you go out, you get another young guy to play opposite Phillips, and you got to tan them for years there. You know, Ogba, as I said, you know, he's he's up there in age. He's going to be 30. I think he turns 30 during the course of this season. So, you know, they, they have to think about him. And, um, you know, we, we were very happy with that signing and how he produced last year. So we'll see. Their backup quarterback, Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I <laughs> – <laughs> uh, I've expressed my thoughts on Brissett. I think, you know, he's he's an average quarterback. And, um, you know, we, you need a backup, right? He's a clip holder, clipboard holder, you know? Yeah. Um, I, he's not the type of guy that I look at as a guy that I'd like as a backup. I mean, if Tua was to go out, you know, to go out for an extensive period of time, if he gets hurt and he's missing three or four games – He's probably good in that situation. He can manage a football team. That's right? exactly what he is. That he's a guy I'd call a game manager. Yes. Um, if he's a guy that you're bringing in because two is struggling um, over the course of two or three quarters, uh, that's where the problem lies. I don't see this guy coming in and changing anything. I don't think he's a I game changer. You. You know, I, I not, agree with you. That's exactly the way I see him. He's not that type of guy. Um, he is, believe it or not, Mike. He's thirty years old yeah. now. I mean, yeah. it doesn't seem like he's been in the league that long, but yeah, right. But he has. Um, and and for a quarterback, you know that that's not a bad age. No, it's not. You know, it's not. He's got and, some experience behind him, so I mean, it could be worse. Right, and some guys get better as they get older. You know, more experienced. But from what I saw out of him, and the fact that you know the um, Colts went after Phillips last year, it it said something about what their thought process was on Brissett because he was their starter the year prior. And um, they felt that he can only do so much and bring the team so far. So with that being said, I think that's the type of player we have there. I don't think there's, um, you know, other than the fact that you need a backup quarterback, uh, I'm not overly concerned whether they bring him back or not next, you know, after this coming season. Well, if Albert Wilson makes the roster, I mean, all all thoughts are he's going to, I think. Right. You know, he, he's going to be a free agent. So, you know, the question would be, 
He's another guy that's 30 years old. So are you going to bring back, you know, a 31-year-old wide receiver? Right, exactly. Um, you know, a guy that's had some injuries. Uh, you know, it's it's tough, Mike, because, again, you know, we're going back to this receiver situation. And, you know, we've got four guys, basically, that are going to be free agents at the end of the year just at the wide receiver position. And they're all guys that are going to make the door, should make the team this year. You've got Wilson. You've got Fuller, who we already talked about. I believe Devontae is a free agent at the end of this year, isn't he? I don't think so. He's not. Okay, so we've got Devontae on the contract for a couple more years. I always thought that this was his last year on his contract, but you know what? Maybe it isn't. No, it's not, but Preston okay. Williams is uh, going to be a free agent. Right, Preston Williams is is another guy there. So, I mean, you know, you're, you're talking about a nice chunk of guys. Um you know, and guys that are going to make this or should make this football team. And um, at least a couple of them have to come back unless the Dolphins have a different game plan. Right, exactly. You know, you you lose a guy, you pick up another guy, replace him through free agency. I don't know. I mean, Albert Wilson's a guy that, you know, it's going to basically come down to what type of season he has, how much they use him. Um, You know, in, in a perfect world, Mike, you know, as you look at our top, three receivers, you know, in Parker and Fuller and the kid we drafted, Waddell. Albert Wilson will be, you know, a part-time player, obviously, and hopefully he can come up with some big plays over the course of the year. But, you know, as far as getting on the field and getting a ton of snaps, I mean, with those three guys in front of you and then you throw Preston Williams in the mix, who's a different type of receiver, you know, who you can definitely see being – utilized more so in the red zone because of his size and his strength. You know, I mean, it's going to be interesting. You know, I don't see him being re-signed after this season for that reason. You know, there's a lot of guys in front of him. I don't think his snap cap, uh, his snap count is going to be overly extreme. I mean, aren't you on the same page with that for the most part? I think so. I, you know, look, a receiver is going to be a hell of a battle in camp. So, uh, you know, that as as we get into these scrimmages and these preseason games, we got to see who steps up because those are the guys that are going to make the roster. Exactly, and I mean, injuries always come into play as well. I mean, we saw that last year. You know, we lost so many guys, and every one of these guys have had injury issues. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And, uh, you know, depending on how he steps up, if he's a guy replacing, say, Parker's out for a while or any of the other players we mentioned, you know, we'll see. But, um, you know, at his age, you know, I just don't I, I don't see him coming back next year, but we'll see. Well, if it's him or Preston Williams, I would think if you're going by age, you would stick with Preston Williams if it comes down to that. Right. Yeah. Williams you know, making some less money, right? Yep. He's five years younger. I mean, so he's got a whole career ahead of him. Right. Boy, he doesn't have a lot of mileage at this point. No, right? he doesn't. He's, right. he's got one full season, but if, if you if you combine the couple of years he's been here together, you may be able to put a full season right. together. Uh, he's a kid still learning how to be a receiver. Yes, yes, absolutely. You know, again, he's not making a ton of money right now, so... I mean, I think he's a guy that I I like him a lot. I really do. I mean, people have, they've given him a lot of crap because he's he's got to work on the drops, Lou. He drops a lot of passes. He does. But I mean, we give everybody else passes to some extent, right? Kosicki, we gave a pass for quite a few years. Parker, 
I mean, we didn't really give him a pass. We were on him nonstop. But <laughs> look at how long it took him to develop into what he is right now. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, this is a guy that started from day one. So I know that the competition wasn't great. But regardless of the fact, you know, he goes out. He's made plays. He showed us that he can make plays. And um, I like him a lot, and I hope he's around on this football team, if not for anything else but depth, because he's a guy that has proven himself uh, to where he can get on a field and start for a football team and catch touchdown passes, because he has. So we'll see. Yep. At cornerback, uh, Justin Coleman. Mm-hmm. Justin Coleman, yeah, he's a, he's a depth guy. 29 years old. Yep, 29 years old, has experience. Um, we brought him in to basically add some depth into the secondary. And, um, you know, we'll see what happens with him as well. I mean, I, I, we need to see if he makes the team. Right. I, I think he will, Mike, because you can't have enough cornerbacks. And, you know, with that being said, you know, we sort of need him struggle at the end of last year, right? And I yeah. think that this is this is maybe – the reason they brought in a guy like Justin Coleman because they're like they're well, Needham didn't themselves. play that bad until you talk about the Buffalo game. He the was, Buffalo he was game. yeah, he I, was really exposed in that game. He he definitely was, and there may have been another game down the stretch that he didn't play overly well, but for the most part, he did. You know, we've got the kid we drafted in the first round last year as well. Um, you know, McCordy was brought over. He's technically listed as a cornerback, but we all think that he's going to be playing more so the safety position. But If he's on the field. What's that? If he's on the field. If he's on the field. You're saying yeah. if he makes the yeah. team at the age of 35, exactly. There's no, there's no guarantee. I mean, 35 years old. I mean, mm-hmm. that's old. Yeah, sure I mean, is. that's old in the NFL for playing a position other than quarterback, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, that's up there. Maybe offensive linemen, you know, sometimes some of those guys can hang yes. around a little longer. But most of, most of the positions, 35 is ancient. Yes, very much so. Landon Roberts, uh, you know, with his injury history and uh, he's got a part-time role as it is, he's a question mark in my mind, you know. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, the same thing. I mean, you know, he, he's depth at that position. Yeah, exactly. And he plays special teams. He's a guy that can come in and he blows people up. I mean, obviously, they like him. They brought him back this year, um, you know, once again, even though he got hurt near the end of last season. So they, they feel strongly enough about the guy to where they brought him back. So who's to He's say a high-energy player, and that's what really what they like. Yep, absolutely. I mean, he'll be a year older next year. But again, Mike, you know, depending on what happens with, you know, with our other linebackers and the situation there. Um, you know, you always need depth. Um, you know, they they went out, they signed Beagle, who I think is on the list as well. He only signed a one-year contract, so he'll be a free agent again, and he's another linebacker. So they have to bring somebody back. You know, they need depth there. And why not bring guys that are familiar with your scheme, that have proven to make plays here and there, and um, if they come at a decent price, then, you know, I, I could see him coming back again for sure, depending on what they do on, in the draft as well. All right. I'm not, I'm not sure I'm on board with that, but we'll see. Yep. Um, at center, Matt Skura. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Skura, 
Skurit to me is the most intriguing guy that we signed because you've heard so many, so many different opinions on what type of football player this guy is. So, you know, I'm not sure about him. I mean, we have to actually see him go out and play the game. Yeah, I'd agree um, with that. I, I didn't see enough of him in Cleveland. I, I don't, you know, I didn't know a lot about him, you know, coming over. I think he was in Baltimore, wasn't he? I mean, he? Baltimore, I meant. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. In Baltimore. And, um, you know, the thing about it is, is they've had a very solid running game over the last couple of years. And, I, you know, take the quarterback away. Their running backs have done very well. So, obviously, he was doing somewhat of a decent job. But, you know, his snaps and you hear so many different reports on the guy, you just don't know what you're going to get out of him. So, you know, you sign him to the contract. He's 29 years old. You would think that he's a guy that has a lot of experience at this point in the league, and he should be able to handle that position. You know, he's going to get – we hope, we hope right exactly uh-huh. otherwise that could be a problem position and it's something that they're probably going to have to definitely address one way or another in the draft next year yeah or free agency pulling in somebody else right malcolm brown the running back yeah i mean malcolm brown you know you could throw him in along with Brissett. uh you know same type of situation there you know i think he was brought in just to you know, fill a specific need. You know, we're, we're not very deep at the running back position. You got a guy now that, uh, you know, that's not a bad football player, but, you know, he's he's 29 years old as well. I mean, these guys are – all the guys we've been talking about for the most part are up there in age. They're close to 30 years old. and um, Most you know, of the guys on this list are, are up in age. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying. So, yeah. you know, with that being said – you know, they signed them to one-year contracts, most of these guys, for a reason, right? You know, yeah. the guys that we've been talking about of late, the Scurras and the, the Malcolm Browns and the Brissettes, because you don't know what you're going to get out of them. It's always a crapshoot. You know, the fact that the Dolphins are, are just at the center position, they just don't have an awful lot. You know, it's interesting because they didn't address it in the draft either. So maybe they feel a little bit more strongly about Scurra. But if you did, then why did you only sign him to a one-year contract? Why right. didn't you lock him in for at least a couple of years and say, hey, he's exactly. going to be our center for the next couple of seasons? So, you know, again, he, like I said from the beginning, he's the most intriguing guy to me on this list because you just don't know. You know, you're, he's a guy that's just a big, big question mark, and that position is a big question mark on our football team. Well. To me, the biggest question mark is the guy I'm going to mention now, and that's Mike Kosicki. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if they're going to keep him, they're going to have to pay him some money, probably in the neighborhood of $10 million a season. Right. Uh, so, you know, that's that's basically the market value on, uh, you know, a, a tight end of his caliber. Um, so maybe maybe it's $12 million, maybe it's $9 million, but somewhere in that neighborhood. Uh, so... You know, they're, they're really going to have to make a tough decision there. And, and they did draft a tight end, and uh, uh, we'll have to see. I mean, hopefully he has a good season this year and, and gives them reason to, uh, you know, not let him go. Right, want to bring him back. Exactly. Yep. I mean, that's the whole key here is um, him doing enough on the football field for them to say, you know what, we can't afford to lose this guy. This guy was dynamic for yep. us. He developed into the player we expected him to be. And, um, you know, you just hate losing a guy that's pretty much going into his prime seasons right now or or is in the middle of his prime season. So, 
I'd love to see him come back. I think that they drafted the tight end this year just as a, you know, basically a backup plan in case they can't re-sign him. Uh, maybe they've already made their decision. You know, who knows? You know, they, they could franchise tag him too. I mean, there's yes. a couple of different ways they can go. Yep. Yep. So he, we'll, he, we'll have to see. Yeah. He, if there is a guy on the list, Mike, um, he is the guy. If you're going to franchise a guy, as you look at the team in itself, I think he's the guy that if you throw the franchise tag on him, he's the guy you do it for. And um, you can explain as to why. Um, well, it's simple. I mean, if you're looking at the receivers and you're looking at the tight end, it's going to be cheaper to tag the uh, tight end because their salaries are a little bit lower than the uh, top receivers. Yep. So it's as simple as that. I mean, financially, they're they're better off. Much better off. Right. Exactly. And And as you look at the list, I mean, other than maybe Will Fuller, there's not an awful lot of guys you would put the franchise tag Right, he on. would be the guy. I mean, yeah, you're exactly right. There's, there's nobody else deserving of that kind of money. Exactly. Um, you know, Gesicki, boy, I'll tell you what. I mean, that that is really going to be an interesting situation. I mean, the other couple of tight ends that we have on the roster, you know, they're getting up there in age as well. They're not as dynamic. I mean, even if this kid plays extremely well and becomes a really good football player. There is nothing wrong with having two very good tight ends. There just no. isn't. No. There really isn't. I mean, I'd love to see it. I mean, the kid we drafted, we don't have to worry about him for a couple more seasons. So if you have two really, really dynamic tight ends on your roster and on the field at the same time, it creates a lot of mismatches for other teams. And you know, it could be a really, really good thing. So, Gasecki, I think it's important that if he does continue to get better as he did last season, that they somehow keep him around. I think, I think it's important that he stays somehow, some kind of way. Well, if there's a guy on this list that I that I think has the ability to ascend further, he would be the guy. I mean, I really think he can be a very, very dynamic weapon. Yes. Um, I'd like to see him improve his route running a little bit. Right. Because uh, he's sometimes lazy at the top of his routes. And I think that if he can do that, um, he will have even more success. And, and, you know, he's pretty good the way he is. So I'll tell you what, Mike. He's a guy, right, that if you put on a different football team, uh-huh. right, he, he would just blow it up completely, I think. And this is my opinion. You, uh-huh. know, you, you take away our quarterback issues over the last couple of years. I mean, when Fitzpatrick's been in the game, you know, it, it, the offense has been pretty good, right? More so because of Fitzpatrick and the, his ability to, to make something out of nothing. Not because the offensive line was playing great and they were able to run, you know, direct plays, right, at, on, the, on the offensive side. Um, you know, if you look at the team as a whole and you look at them in regard to going out and basically executing on offensive plays, the plays that are called, I think you'd, you know, you'd go back and if you watch game in and game out, you'll realize that Fitzpatrick created a lot of that on his own, right? So we get past that. 
But you put Gasicki on a team where, you know, like say the Packers, for example, with a guy like Aaron Rodgers, or, you know, you send them over to New Orleans where he had Drew Brees throwing to him, or any any type of team that has that type of offense where their offensive line is very sound and their quarterback is very sound, Gasicki would put up incredible numbers. Now, that's my opinion, but... I think that in a different situation, this guy's going to be an extremely good football player. And I know teams are going to be looking to get this guy on their football team because I think he's that type of player. So we just have to hope that everything around him develops and he's able to get a lot more opportunities because I think he can be a really, really good football player in this league. Better than he has been. Michael Pallardy, the punter. Yeah, I don't. We don't need to spend any time on that, do we? No. And Jason McCourty, I don't think, will be here. No. I mean, if he makes the team, um, you know, at the age of 35, fantastic. He comes in, he probably becomes a coach, you know, after next season. Who knows? Uh, Flores brought him over here for a reason, right? Yep. Yep. He brought him here for a reason, and I'm sure he knows how he's going to use him. Uh, He didn't do it just to throw money away. So he's here to to do something for this football team. Well, he's, you know, he's getting paid the vet minimum. Right. So, you know, he's, he's not making a boatload of money. So, you know, we'll have to see. Uh, but I would think that he's probably just here for this season. Mm-hmm. Yep. Agreed. John Jenkins, defensive tackle. Yeah, I mean, Jenkins, he's a depth guy, and I like him personally. Yeah, I do, I do too. I think that, you know, he's a pretty decent football player, uh, but – He's 33 years old, Mike. Yep. I mean, he's up there. So, you yep. know, I, I don't know if we'll see him back again after this coming season. Jermaine Alaminor, guard. Yeah, I'm not sure he even makes the team, right? Tough to say. He's 28, so he has some experience. But mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't really know a whole lot about him. Yeah, if our young guys develop into what we're hoping they're going to develop into. And then if they, in fact, bring Davis inside like they're talking about, it doesn't, it doesn't leave a lot of room for a guy like this to make the football team, let alone you know um, us worrying about him at the end of the season as a free agent. But we'll see. I mean, they, they brought him here to add some depth and some competition into the mix. And again, you know, we talk about this all the time, Mike, the offensive line, there's so many guys there, but they're going to put the five best guys on the field. And that could change from week to week. We saw it all last season. Right. I mean, how many times because of either injury or because of um, ineffective you know, play, play, we saw just changes in that offensive line. I mean, you don't really want to see that. You want to see cohesiveness. You want to see the same five damn guys out there week in and week out um, just getting the job done. But, uh, you know, last season that was not the case. So, um, you know, we'll see. You know, all, you know there's big question marks across that line all, all around. Yep. I, I think that if uh, Hunt has a good camp, he'll be a guard and probably the right guard. Mm-hmm. And uh, if Kinley has a good camp, he'll be your left guard. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Yep. Duke Riley, the outside linebacker. Yeah, I don't, I don't know anything about him um, in the least. Yeah, I, I don't know much about him either. Mac Hollins, wide receiver. We know about him. <laughs> yeah, I don't see Matt, Matt Collins making the team. I mean, I, I just can't see it. I think he's so far down the depth chart right now with the moves that we made. 
you know, bringing in Fuller and drafting Waddell and, of course, Albert Wilson and Hearns coming back. I mean, I think Matt Collins is behind everybody, including Hearns, on our depth chart. So I can't say it. I just can't see him even making the team this year. Brennan Scarlett, outside linebacker. Yeah. Again, you know, these guys do grind. 29 years old. Yeah, I I think they're special teams players, and and they were brought in for depth or whatever the case may be. I don't know. I just don't know enough about these guys. Uh huh. DJ Fluker, thirty one. Thirty one. Another guard. You yep. know. Again. You know. Who's to say he even makes the team? Right. Again, if these guys develop all these young guys and they decide that, hey, you know, he's not the best out of this. He's not one of the best out of this group. Then, you know, you may not even see him make the football team at his age. You know, we've seen, you see it year in and year out. You see guys get cut, you know, last cut or shortly before. And, um, you know, at at their age, this age of 31 years old. So, you know, there's no guarantee on him either making you know, the, the team, let the alone coming back. competition on the offensive line and the competition at wide receiver is phenomenal. Yeah. I'm um, really, really excited to see how it works out. Yep. Ton of guys. Um, Adam Panky, tackle. Ton of tight ends too, by the way, Mike. Yeah. Before we yep, talk yep. about Panky. Panky, again, another guy. Depth, depth, depth everywhere. Yep, I mean, exactly. You know, it, it really is going to be interesting to see which – batch which guys out of this batch make the team because there is a ton of offensive line competition a ton yep one one of my favorites uh vince beagle yeah beagle i mean beagle was brought back even though he was out all last season you know they signed him to a contract um he's 29 years old um you know he's a guy that that's an overachiever right yes Um, yes you know, so again, you know, you've got him, you've got Scarlett, you've got all of these, uh, Duke Riley, you've got all these linebackers. And out of this bunch, the guys that create the most and do enough on special teams are the guys that are going to be here. I mean, there's another guy on this list, Calvin Munson. It's the same thing. I mean, you got all these linebackers you would think are going to be special teams players, and and that's what it's going to boil down to. Yeah, you know, is is act, you know, who actually can play the special teams, make plays on special teams, and those are the guys that are going to stay. Right, you're exactly right. The bottom of the roster, guys. Yep. And we talked about center uh, Cameron Tom is uh, 27. Right, and uh, they were talking, you know, in mini camp that he had a good mini camp, but I don't know how you can tell when they're not when they're not blocking and they're not uh, doing anything physical. So we'll have to see how that shakes out once uh, the preseason uh, gets near an end. He was probably snapping the ball accurately, Mike. Yeah, and, probably. And that's what they were basing it on. Yeah, <laughs> all his snaps were perfect. All right, yep. Jamal Perry, uh, twenty-eight. Yeah, Perry and and Needham. We yep. might as well, you know, those are two them guys. Together, sure. Two guys there. Uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with these two fellows as well. I mean, you know, Needham's a guy that's a, another overachiever, right? You know, he's a free agent, rookie signing, and um, he's overachieved. He's made the club. Um, he's actually been productive. He starts as our nickelback uh, pretty much all last season. So. He's interesting. And Perry's gotten some playing time as well here and there. So Perry's a couple of years older than Needham. Um, They're both restricted free agents. So, you know, just depends on what type of seasons. Yep. If they play well, they'll be back. It's probably as simple as that. Yep. 
Trill Williams, another cornerback. Yeah, same situation. Yep. I mean, you know, who knows if he even makes the team. There's a ton. Ton, ton, ton. Tyler Gothier, a center. Another center. I know, right? Don't know much about him. No, they have they, – well, with Dieter, they have four centers that are competing for that position, yep. right? So um, it's going to be interesting because somebody is going to be a backup center on this football team. Right. Well, um, my, my guess would be Dieter. You would think it'd be Dieter, but you just don't know. I mean, you know, you don't know. I mean, he could be a casualty, Mike. You're right. You know, at the at the end of camp this year. So we'll see. Uh, Salvin Ahmed. Mm-hmm. Well, Smythe. Running back. Yeah. We also have Smythe there, right? Yep. Yeah, Smythe is a guy that um, played really, really well last season. Um, you know, and depending on what they do with Gasicki, you know, I can't see them re-signing him as well. I so, actually think Smythe could be a casualty this camp. This camp. It's possible. Yep. Do we still have the other fellow on the contract? Yep. Sheehan. Uh, Sheehan. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so it's possible. I mean, they can keep four tight ends on the roster. Um, you know, they seem to like that position an awful lot. So we'll see. Um, I would hate to see Smythe go. Because I thought he was productive last year, and I think he's our best blocking tight end right now. Um, so, you know, we'll see. I mean, I think that goes a long way in whether he makes this team or not, Mike. I don't know how good this kid is in regard to. He's supposed to be a decent blocker. He's supposed to be a decent blocker, but right now, you would say Smythe is our best blocking tight end. So, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, I agree with that. Down by the goal line, those situations. You know, you probably it, – it's going to be interesting, to say the least. Um, now we can go into Ahmed. And, um, you know, and it's, it, he got opportunities last year. He played pretty well, right, you would say? Yeah, he, he was capable. You know, him and Laird are both uh, free agents at the end of this season. So, you know, Ahmed is about three years younger than Laird. I think he's a little bit – better football player in certain aspects. Laird uh, does a little bit more of everything, probably a little bit better in regard to receiving, catching the ball, maybe understanding the game a little bit better. I think Ahmed is a little bit raw, rough on the outsides. You know, he needs some polishing, but uh, he's he's not a bad player. No. He, re- he really no, isn't. He's um, not a bad player. I mean, you know, depth-wise on this football team, um, you got to expect him to probably make the team this year, you would and, think. Uh, he's an exclusive rights free agent, as are the next couple of guys we're going to mention. Right. So, you know, if Miami wants them, they'll be able to keep them. Exactly. I mean, it, and like I said, at the age of 24, um, you know, he, he did a decent job last year. and We're not overly deep at that running back position right now. I mean, my goodness, you got Malcolm Brown, you got Gaskin. And you have him and you have Laird. Is there anybody I'm forgetting? Oh, I don't think so. I don't think so either. I mean, that's you know, that that's not an awful ton of that's not an awful ton of depth there. So, you know, Ahmed is a guy that's gonna probably get opportunities because the running backs always tend to get hurt. Uh he had an opportunity last year. I think he'll have opportunities again this year. Benito Jones, defensive tackle. We both like him, right? I haven't seen enough of him to dislike him. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Uh, he's a young guy, 25. So, yep. 
you know, it, 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 we talked about Jenkins earlier, right? His age. Um, you know, you would think that Benito is going to be around um, past this coming season. Because, again, there's just not a lot of depth at that defensive right. tackle. And he'll be cheap. He's not going to be an expensive He's signing. not going to be – right, exactly. I mean, Jenkins, like we mentioned, I mean, 33 years old. I mean, you know, he's up there in age. So Yep. Yep. Tino Ellis, cornerback, and Jamal Wilts, cornerback. Mm-hmm. Yep. Put them right behind the guys we talked about earlier, Perry, Needham, those yep. type of guys. Yep. Tyrell Throw them all Wilkes, in the hat Trent, and see Williams, who rises to the say. top. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, God, there's six guys, six yep. corners on this list, you know, as far as guys that'll be free agents. So, and Nate then Holly, Holly. You, yeah, you could throw him in there as well, you yep. know, safety position, same thing. Uh, we talked about Preston Williams, we, uh, we talked about Patrick Laird, and uh, the last guy on the list is uh, Sam Equivon. Yeah, Equivon, yep. Another another linebacker, same yep. situation. And 29 to, years old. And 29 years old. These guys all basically around the same age, uh, with the exception of a couple yep. that on this whole list. They're all around the same age. I mean, he's 29, Beagle's 29, uh, you know, Scarlett's 29, Riley's 28. I mean, these are all guys that are going to fill up the roster for special teams. And, and he's a guy that – uh, you know, he was starting for a while, but I think he's fallen down on the depth chart too. You may not even see him make the team this year. So we'll see. That would be my guess, Lewis. But, you know, if you look at this list in its entirety, uh, you know, it's basically a third of the team. Yep, exactly. Oh, there's a lot of guys that have been on this roster for a couple seasons now. Yep. Um, you know, you go down the list, right? And, uh, well, Albert, opted out last year, but, um, you know, Landon Roberts coming back for his second season, you know, obviously Gusecki, we talked about, um, you know, you've got Needham on the list. You got Beagle, uh, you know, there are guys on this list, um, Laird, as we mentioned, Ahmed, they were all here last year, Benito yep. Jones, um, Preston Williams, obviously, Equivon. I mean, there's 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 a lot of guys that have been on this roster for a season or two, and uh, as you mentioned, they make up a third of the roster. Yeah, they make this, up- you know, this training camp is is critical for these guys, you know, because if they, if they want to make the team, they're going to have to play well, right. and uh, they want to give the Dolphins tough decisions at the end of next year. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, uh, it'll be interesting. Um, you know, you understand why a lot of these guys were signed to one-year contracts, as I mentioned. So, you know, they want to see what they have. I think that the most important guys on this list, and we talked about it, and they're obvious, are Fuller and Gesicki. Of course. It's, it's extremely important that both of these guys stay with this football team. You, know, you hate treading water. I talk about it all the time. I mean, that's that's one of my favorite expressions, treading water. You lose these two guys, you've got to replace them somehow, some kind of way, and you go right back to square one. If the kid develops that we drafted at tight end, then you've got two playmakers at the same position. Nothing wrong with that, which we talked about already. So I, I think it's very, very important. Those are the two key guys. I mean, you look at this list, you know, after that, 
anybody else, in my opinion, is expendable to some extent. I mean, would you love to have these guys back? Absolutely. A Preston Williams, a guy that adds depth. Absolutely. All those type of players. But the two guys well, that – He's going to be on a roster somewhere. Exactly. Absolutely. And and Fuller, people will jump. I mean, if he has a really good season this year, he's going to get offered a ton of money. So Dolphins may be smart if they see him get off to a really good start to maybe negotiate with him during the season and just um, lock him in for another couple of years yeah, right away. The problem we have right now at this minute is where you, we are under $5 million uh, in cap money left. And they've still got a couple of draft picks to sign. So, you know, they don't have a lot of money. So signing deals now is going to take some creative financing. Yep. But, uh, you know, that's that's what the GM gets paid for, right? That's right. Other teams do it on a consistent basis. So um, Dolphins better figure out a way to keep these guys around. It's that simple. Now, Gasicki, I, I think maybe you, you franchise him. To me, that makes the most sense because it'll save them money and, you know, it'll keep him locked up. Uh, absolutely. Uh, yep. So we'll see. But, uh, you know, this is, you know, I said a third of the team and, you know, people are going to look at some of these names and not think much of them. But for us to get where we want to go, these guys have to play well. Absolutely. They so, absolutely do. You need depth on your team. We saw it last year. We saw we saw the inability to come up with plays at the wide receiver position, right? Right. Um, over and over again. And um, you don't want to see that again. You want to have the ability to have guys that are still going to be able to help your football team if the top line guys go down. If a Fuller goes down, if exactly. a Devontae Parker goes down, you have a Preston Williams in there. You have these type of football players. Um, last year, you know, the guys that we had to rely upon once these guys got hurt, you, you saw what happened. I mean, you know, if if you watched Dolphin games last year, you saw their inability to make plays. So you don't want that. You know, you want five, six solid guys that – when they're called upon, they're going to make plays one way or another. It doesn't make any difference. That's where you want to be. And they have the ability to do that this season and going forward. So hopefully they work that out. Yep. All right, Lewis. Uh, thanks for joining me this afternoon. Very welcome. And, uh, As thanks, always. For thanks for listening, everybody. You know, we could, we could talk about those, these guys forever, but the bottom line is, like I said, they've got to play well, especially if they want to remain a Dolphin. So with that, uh, we'll be back next week. And until then, fins up. Fins up, Dolphins. All right, so that's our show for this week. I just want to remind everyone that the FinFans podcast is part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. Sports Social Podcast Network.